This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We're now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for critical thinking. Good Monday afternoon, morning, wherever you are, wherever, whatever time it is. Thank you so much for joining us. Andrew Coppins, Pat Oni, here for your critical thinking needs. We took Friday off, so no fish fry, no Richard of the Week, none of that wonderful goodness, but it's a brand new week, and um, Pat, are you ready? We are, we are officially at game week. That's right. It is game week in college football. That's right. College football is back this weekend, starting this weekend, um, about four or five games. Uh, before we head into the long weekend next weekend, starting on Thursday, um, we get some Thursday night games and then Friday, Saturday. I believe there's also a game on Sunday of uh, Labor Day weekend. So lots and lots and lots of fun if you're into college football, which means uh, we're heading out of summer into fall, um, which means we're heading into election season. And we're going to get into that in a little bit because... Um, my God, has the right not learned anything over the course of the last, I don't know, 8, 10, 12, 20 plus years? My answer is apparently not, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But before we get into elections and um, woke GOP governors, Professor <coughs> Cox, um, before we get into that, though, Pat, we have to begin this week on a in a very thoughtful note like like super deep thoughts pat with kamala harris we know that we really are quite behind in terms of maximizing our collective understanding about how we will engage on the technology of today and what we can quickly and easily predict will be the technology over the next decades 
So to maintain our position as the United States of America on this issue, it is critical that we work together to understand where we are, to recognize and have the courage to speak truth about what is obsolete, and then to partner to ensure that we are speaking the same language with the same motivation, inspired by the opportunity of it all, but then doing the work of updating how we have been talking and thinking about our exploration in space. <laughs> Happy Monday to you with your deep thoughts from Vice President Kamala Harris. And, and people think for, for two seconds that, that she's going to replace Joe Biden within the next year or so. And that somehow the speeches are somehow going to get smarter. Dude, the bar is not, not high. Right, exactly. The bar that is not is pretty exactly low bar stuff. Very high. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I I mean un, until the last like two words of that entire minute long diatribe, did you understand any sort of concept of what she was actually supposed to be talking about? Something about technology being obsolete and and moving forward in the future with technology. I, I, that's all I got. Until you heard space exploration at the very, very end. At the very end. But, but we should never, ever have a clip in which you are so full of just nothing burgers that we don't understand what it is you are actually talking about and speaking about. Who in the hell is writing these speeches for her? Honestly. Because <clears throat> she is good at a couple of things, Pat. Um, working her way up the ladder and being able to speak. She's terrible at being able to put coherent thoughts together for herself. So if you're a speechwriter, let, let's be 100% honest, Pat. She Her voice is grating, right? It is that Hillary yeah. Clinton grating, like, what in the hell kind of voice. And that matters. It really, really does matter. It's, because It's nails on the chalkboard. Because people will tune you out. Mm -hmm. They will. Now, what I mean by being a good speaker is that she doesn't fumble over her words all that often. No, that's true. I'll give her that. Okay. And what is given in front of her, she can speak pretty clearly. She just doesn't have a clue as to what in the absolute hell she's talking about at any given time. So I, to the speechwriter, what are you do Put her in a position. This is the thing that bothers me with this entire administration. If I'm looking at this from a critical thinking perspective, what? If you wanted to tank this administration, what things would you do different than they are right now? What would you do any different than the, these are just platitudes. These are just, you know, euphemisms. These are just stringing adverbs and whatever together over and over and over and over again. This is written 
down for her to speak. Somebody is producing this gobbledygook for her to speak. What different what would you do differently if you didn't want to if you wanted to tank these individuals? If you wanted to tank this administration, what would you do any different? I have I have two questions here. One, when you say she she worked her way to the top, do you mean that she worked her way to the top or do you mean that she worked her way to the top? <clears throat> or she, or she is a uh, she legally worked her way to the top. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and then um, gobbledygook. Are are you like ninety or something? Well, what else would you call it, Pat? That's a fair point. Yeah, let's 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 just move on. <laughs> well, those are your deep thoughts from Kamala Harris over uh, yeah. over the last like four or five days. I, I just. Every week we could do this. Every week. Somehow, some way, she gives a speech that... Wait a second. Do they have kids? Kamala Harris and her husband? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, is that... Maybe that's who's writing the speeches for them. Ah! It was take your daughter to work day. Every week for the past year and a half. I kind of want to look. Wouldn't her kids be basically adults by now, though? Take a look, Pat. Let me know. I'm I'm, I'm looking that up. Hurry up. <laughs> GTS, man. GTS. But while Pat is looking that up, I want you people to think about this. Again, what would you do different if you wanted to tank this? If you wanted to make this administration fail? If you wanted the implosion of America, what the hell different would you do? Then make your vice president sound and act dumber than Dan Quayle, who made one mistake and is actually a really bright individual. And then trot Joseph Marionette Biden out there, who literally, I don't know if you saw this over the weekend, Pat, when he signed, um, when he signed the Inflation Reduction Act, which doesn't reduce inflation one bit at any point in time in the future. When he signed that act, Joe Manchin was right there. Did you see him hand that pen off to Joe Manchin as if? It was just like thin air. Like he had no clue what the hell was going on or who he was handing that pen off to. I I, I just. What? Again, I, I, the, what would you the, do any different if you wanted to implode America? <coughs> there were, excuse me, there were memes that, that came out of that, by the way. I don't know if you saw any of those on the, on the Internet or not, but but it was. It was gold, Jerry. What's gold. this internet you're speaking of, you young whippersnapper? But uh, Kamala uh, Harris and her uh, hedge fund uh, husband, I, I have a feeling it was their kids that wrote the speech. By the way, she has stepchildren, not actual children of her own. Oh, 
Oh, so they're getting back at the wicked stepmother by writing speeches like this. <laughs> um, sure. I, I just, again, I there's no explanation for this. This has got to be the dumbest thing I have ever seen. Like, this is the dumbest vice president in the dumbest presidency in the history of this country. Or this is an intentional tank job. Quick question. Who would have the dumber presidency, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris? Joe Biden. Because at least Kamala Harris is still mentally competent. But but if if, if the mental competency was not a factor. Joe Biden. Okay, because I've never if you go back 40 years and listen to him talk and you know, he was part of the haranguing, if you will, of Clarence Thomas. Right. He was part of the group attacking Clarence Thomas at his um, confirmation hearings right over in the Anita Hill situation. This is an individual. Again, Pat, I have said this. At least a dozen times on the show. Whatever Joe Biden believes on foreign policy do the exact opposite and you'd be correct because he is, he is absolutely wrong and absolutely can't think through problems. He cannot critically think he has never been able to. He's also one of the biggest liars next to Donald Trump, in my view, to have ever held the office of the president of the United States of America. I could also argue you put Barack Obama up there in the category of liars. Barack Obama literally has made up an entire history about himself, right? That 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 isn't true. True. The one thing I can't say about Barack Obama though is being stupid. I don't know no. that he was stupid. Right. He 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 actually was very charismatic. And intelligent. Right, you don't rise up the uh, the ranks as fast as he did, right? Going from state senator to to president in all of like a decade, if that. Right. No, you know, he was also smart enough to use his Chicago connections and Michelle Obama's family and and, and all that wonderful goodness. But but I see your point. I, I just he is a liar. He is dumb. Like, for real, so dumb, for real. Regardless of being Dementia Joe or not. He was right. never a, never, if you wanted to put a top 10 list of smart senators out there, right? He would never make the list. In fact, I would guarantee you he would be at the very bottom <clears throat> of his class, kind of like he was at the University of Dell. Oh, whoopsies. He doesn't even remember where he went to school half yeah. the time, Pat. <clears throat> now, with that all having been said, we have a lot to talk about when it comes to elections, when it comes to uh, wokeness, when it comes to the GOP here. Um, you want to start with the Donald Trump news from this weekend, Pat? Oh, I guess we could. Or do you or, uh, or do you want to not prolong the pain and, and just realize that you have the crappiest GOP governor of all crappy GOP governors. Do you want to rip that Band-Aid off? 
you know, I, I think I actually do kind of want to go because here's the thing. There, there's also a, um, not necessarily for me or for you, but there is a, a band-aid to rip off with the uh, with with Trump here. So and I'll explain that in a minute. So I don't know if so I, you, you saw this, right? Where, where Trump uh, made a statement over the weekend. Um, actually, this is actually last week. No, yeah, it was late last week. We we didn't have last. a chance to cover it because right. we weren't here on Friday. But yeah, right, right. So Trump said that the that Ukraine should have done a deal with Putin. Was it a big, beautiful, spectacular deal that he, they should have done? Well, see, d- during an appearance on the uh, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast, the former president suggested that Ukraine sh- could have given up the territory of Crimea, which was annexed by Russia in 2014, or agreed not to join NATO. Yes, Mr. Panoni. Would that have stopped Putin from invading Ukraine? Would either of those things have stopped Putin from invading Ukraine? No. No. And here's why. They already owned Crimea. Right. Now, come in closer to the microphone, everybody. Vladimir Putin and Russia already controlled Crimea. Physical recognition of it wouldn't have changed a thing. Yeah. Folks. This is this is kind of a stupid, very stupid statement by the former president. A very, very stupid statement. Um, say what you want about him in foreign policy during his presidency. Say what you want about his accomplishments during his presidency. Mm-hmm. But when you make comments like this, you've lost people like me. It's, right, because there's, there's is, good Trump and bad Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Good Trump, bad Trump, and... He makes it very, very difficult to to care about or want to vote for him going forward. Right. And and this is this is one of those things. I'm, say what you want about the Ukraine situation right now, too. Right. Like that, that, that I, I totally hear you on all of that. But I I this statement makes me not want to trust his foreign policy decisions going forward. It, it, we really shouldn't even be involved in this at all. Um, right. And I guess my <clears throat> the other part of this is would Ukraine see this is the the part of the, the Trump Russia foreign policy conundrum that I have. He's he's suggesting that Ukraine give their give up their leverage, right? Give up their, their, th- well, yeah. I mean, it's just leverage, right? It's not right. just the Crimea thing. He's he's suggesting don't join NATO. Again, what you have to ask in that in that scenario is, does giving up its NATO um, aspirations cool the temperature with Vladimir Putin? The answer is no, no, because. The fundamental misunderstanding of the United States government is that Vladimir Putin isn't interested in Ukraine for um, buttressing NATO. We have asserted two things that this this fight is really about. 
for Russia, it is about national um, economic dominance versus international economic dominance, but it is also about their historic belief that the vast majority of what is current-day Ukraine is actually Russia. Historically, that's what they believe. So, for Vladimir Putin in Russia, is this a... Is, hey, you know what? We'll, we'll, you know what? Lay off of us. We'll just not join NATO. No. No. They don't, they don't care about that, per se. That was being used as a bargaining chip, okay? There is nothing short of actually telling Russia, if you were to do X, Y, Z, we will bomb the ever-loving shit out of you. Anything short of that, this was always going to be a boiling pot, just waiting to spill over. And it so happened to spill over because we showed weakness. We showed we were unwilling to literally just stop Russia in its tracks. They took advantage of the weakness. We were showing strength under Donald Trump. Donald Trump was saber-rattling like crazy. Donald Trump was out-crazying Vladimir Putin at times when it came to the saber rattling. I, I, there's good foreign policy Donald Trump and bad foreign policy Donald Trump, right? There's just this as is, it is domestically. The, the, and this is bad policy. Now, I, I will I will say this: Could everything we said be true? And also them Russia wanting to buttress Ukraine from joining NATO. Sure. Sure. I don't think I don't think Russia wanted Ukraine to even remotely join NATO. I, but but that's not going that was never going to stop them, period. Mm -hmm. Ever. Uh so because again, this is this is a for Putin, this is a historical and a cultural thing, not a and, and uh, also economics, but but this is not a uh you, you stay out of NATO or we're going to invade you. That was never, it was never that ever. Right. Does. Again, that was a bargaining chip being used. Right. And this, we have talked about this, Pat, for Russia. Russia sees this very differently than the West does. And this is why you have to critically think through this. That you have to understand what the motivation is for Russia. Russia sees this as a Russia, China, India type of a situation in which either they show that national economic dominance, national currency, national um, strength, or international, right? The World Economic Forum versus Russia and China. That's kind of what is going on here. Because who loses in the World Economic Forum scenario? Russia, China. Who gains? Ukraine, um, Eastern Europe in general, Western Europe, the European Union gains? Because for them, it's nationalism 
that matters. It's not internationalism. It is nationalism. It is there. There's a great book out there. I think it's Alexander Dugan uh, that has uh, written that book. Check it out. Um, you can probably find it on Amazon. But there is some really interesting information about what Russia's real motivations are. And Russia's real motivation is so that its currency is strong. If you were to go to the international model, right, the international monetary uh, system, Russia becomes a third world country again. Like it was prior to communism, like it has been during communism. Russia has always economically struggled. It has always believed it to be this amazing culture and amazing place and blah, 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 right? It has always had these aspirations throughout all of recorded Western history, right? It has always failed economically because it goes through such rough, natural times. It's natural normal borders preclude it from a lot of the quote-unquote natural resources it would need to be economically strong. It has never been a world power other than through physical force. And it needs that physical force, that threat of physical force, in order to buttress the move for more international economic control versus nationalistic economic control. And we're not talking about, well, America and Russia do their own thing. No, that's not what we're talking about. It, you have to read the book. Okay, You absolutely have to read it to understand it. And Donald Trump never has understood what Russia's real motivations are because he has had economic ties to Russia in the past. He has looked to Russia to possibly expand his Trump empire in the past. He doesn't understand it because they have looked to him to be a useful idiot economically in the past. We could go on and on and on. But folks, and, and I want to talk about this, I guess, Pat, because for me, this is an unforced error. Everybody's attention has been to what, Pat? The Mar-a-Lago raid and, and a, right. a potential indictment and the unsealing of an affidavit, right? Um, right. And then you go out and you do this and make people not be sympathetic to you anymore, but then recognize that, oh, wait, you're not even close to perfect. And in fact, I, I really want to talk about this before we get into the be or not to be and, and move forward. Have you ever seen a politician create two cults at once, Pat? Have you ever seen? No, that? no, I, I don't, I, at least not that I can recall. Now, some people might claim that uh, that Hillary Clinton had had two cults. One cult, you know, could do no no wrong. The other cult, she's the most evil thing to have ever walked the face of the earth. I don't agree with that. I think what people really were upset with when it comes to Hillary Clinton is that Hillary Clinton seemed to get a different 
version of justice than everybody else. If anybody else, if Donald Trump did what she did, he would be, oh, wait, he is being prosecuted for it or potentially prosecuted for it. But more importantly, he actually had secured documents, right? She unsecured email server with literally thousands of documents out there. Was it something like 52,000 or something like that? Uh, I thought it was 33. Or 33, yeah, 33,000 emails or whatever it was. Okay. So there, for me, there's a difference. Most people look at it as a justice issue when it comes to not in not liking Hillary Clinton or just personally not liking her. Right. But when it comes to Donald John Trump, two cults. The one cult is MAGA forever, right? He can do right. no wrong. He's always being set up. Um, you know, everything he touches is gold. He bleeps gold and he can do no wrong. Everything is right. Everything is right. They will justify everything that he has done. He'll they'll justify the authoritarianism because it was, well, he'd listened to the wrong people. Okay, so if he listened to the wrong people, why the hell would you put him in power again? Right? That that that's my ultimate question. But on the other hand, Pat, we also have the people like Merrick Garland. We have the people on the left who have formed another cult. It is the anti-Trump cult. It is the cult of this man is the most evil human being to have ever walked the earth, and literally him walking down the street is a crime. Right. Anything that he does right is still wrong. And I just, I don't get it. I really don't. On either end, I don't. Because on the one hand, you have tried, right? If you are, if you are on that anti-Trump leftist cult, that you everything this man does is a crime. Everything is bad, blah, 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 blah. Okay? You tried to make up. Literally, there are people still today on the far left who believe that Russiagate was true. Right. Despite all of the evidence, all of it, all of the real factual evidence, not even like eh, quasi possible. No, they made it all up. None of it is true. There wasn't a single shred of Russiagate that was actually factual based in any sort of fact. Even they literally just made this shit up. You can't even believe that. You can't even go, oh, wait. So you got Russiagate. You tried, you impeached him twice, but you couldn't get an actual criminal conviction. Every time you've tried to criminally go after him, you've swung and missed. He's our generation's Teflon Don. Will you eventually get him? Are they going to try to do the the whole Al Caponing of him, if you will, can't get him on the bootlegging, can't get him on the prostitution, can't get him this, can't get him that. So we're going to get him on tax evasion, which, by the way, anybody could get caught on tax evasion. Because the tax code, if you just read the tax code, it would take you about three lifetimes. By the way, do you understand that if you just wake up in the morning, you are likely to commit three felonies every single day. Every day in your life, 
Whether you live the most most righteous, by the book life or not, you are committing felonies every single day. It would take you 70 lifetimes, Pat, 70, to read the entire United States Code. And yet, despite all of the things that you've attempted to do to him, right, attempted to get him on, you can't, and you haven't. Yet, you continue to believe Russiagate. You continue to believe all of these things, much like some of the people who believe everything that Hillary Clinton did was wrong, much like the morons who believe that um, literally there's a cabal in which they just, you know, kill all of their enemies, right? The Clintons kill them all, right? The, the Alex Jonesing of all of this. The vast majority of people don't believe that, Alex Jonesing, of the Clintons, right? But the vast majority of today's left does believe in those conspiracy theories against Donald Trump. He's a crook. And then you have the other side who, this man can do no wrong. It just... But... I ask this to, of you, Pat. Does this help or hurt 2024? At the end of the day. We're, we're, we're talking about the Newsmax story here. Um, yeah. I mean, ultimately, back. does does this... Because it's very clear he's going to run, right? There's no right. question about it because Merrick Garland is a awful politician. He is the dumbest politician I've ever met because... A smart politician would have never have done this. Never. Because now what did you do? You you kicked the hornet's nest mm -hmm. while um while also rubbing all of the flower dander uh that you possibly could all over your body at the same time, right? You just said, yeah. Hey, why why don't why don't we all just uh go you know go after me? Yeah, I, I would say I, I don't think this 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 hurts 2024, but I don't know that it helps it either. I think this is kind of gonna at the end of the day, this story will be a kind of a moot point. Because here's the thing the MAGA forever aren't gonna care about this story. The people that hate him and are always going to vote against him aren't going to care about this story. I don't think it does anything one way or the other for guys like you and me though you know i look at this and be like okay why would i want trump 2.0 yeah why why do i want an why so why would i want why would i want that i mean if, if i'm critically thinking through this i'm like this is very bad foreign policy and and i will say this i think of this through the prism of if there's another choice and that other choice is more libertarian or more conservative more true and better at it than Donald Trump, I am making that decision all day, every day. I, I If it's Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, I'm picking Ron DeSantis, even though I have my issues with Ron DeSantis and his bent towards authoritarianism at the state level. I, I just, I fail to understand how Trump can't understand how to get out of his own way. 
he does this to himself all the time. Right. It, and it amazes me. It really does. Now, all of that having been said, speaking of amazing me, Pat, let's rip this Band-Aid off. But before we do so, uh, why don't we play the B or not the B? Are you ready let's for that? Let's do it. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm always ready for that. Are you ready for it? Uh, clearly, I I uh, just played the um, the intro. Uh, oh, okay, I'm just just making sure that you, that you're you're indeed ready for this. Today's headline: After seeing the jump in Trump's polls poll numbers, Biden offers or Biden orders FBI to raid his house too. After seeing the jump in Trump's poll numbers, Biden orders FBI to raid his house too. Is this the B or not the B? And while you're thinking about that, folks, if you haven't gone to revivingliberty.com yet, you really, really need to. We talk about politics here on, on Critical Thinking. We talk about a lot of things in regards to politics and how it impacts certain things, you know, in terms of elections, in terms of the country, in terms of, you know, everyday life. However, there is not a better way to impact your life than to be that catalyst in your own life to help revive liberty in America and basically make it trickle up, not trickle down mm -hmm. rather than relying on government to save us. Start relying on yourself by going to revive reviving liberty.com. Your actions do determine how we act in this country and what we believe in this country. Do we believe in liberty or do we not? We are at a point folks where we are in a revival or bust kind of situation. If you want to keep your liberty, the best way to do this is to go to revivingliberty.com or wherever your favorite podcasts are played. It is Andrew's manifesto of how we bring liberty back to America. It is not nostalgia by any means. This is taking the principles of, of from our founding and applying them to today's standards, to today's world. So go to revivingliberty.com or wherever your favorite podcasts are played and then share it far and wide because in order to revive liberty, we must share this far and wide for all to hear and for all to follow. So go to revivingliberty.com and again, wherever or wherever your favorite podcasts are played. All right. I need the headline one more time. Okay. After seeing the jump in Trump's poll numbers, Biden orders FBI to raid his house too. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. Thank you for lobbing the softball. This is definitely the Babylon B. Are you sure? 100%. I am as I sure of this as I am sure that uh, Dominic Izzo likes to wing chung tonight. I mean, that's true. But, uh, but I've also seen you uh, whiff on softballs before, kind of like your Milwaukee Brewers. Dude. So Dude, no, no. Dude, no. I'm, I'm, you were winning that division, and then all of a sudden, yeah. Not so much. Thanks for bringing that up because uh, <laughs> uh, my father was in town this weekend, and and uh, for the yeah. first time since I was in fifth grade, we went to uh -huh. a Brewers game together, and um, uh -huh. um, we watched the Milwaukee Brewers hit. Not one, not two, 
Not three, not four, but five home runs and still lose. <clears throat> and then we watch them um, blow a lead, not once, not twice, but three times on Saturday. Um, not in person that time, um, just, just on TV. Um, and then I don't watch on Sunday, and they win. Against this was- the Stupid Chicago Cubs. I was going to say the Cubs. The Cubs aren't any good either. And yeah. I mean, they're better now than they were early this season. Let's just put it that way. True. True. Well, in any case, <coughs> you uh, you did you did hit this home run out of the park. <coughs> this is the Babylon Bee. According to sources close to Biden administration, President Biden responded seeing Trump ju- Trump's jump in poll numbers by ordering the FBI raid to his house. Two, these orders come at a time when Biden's approval rating has reached record lows due to 20 consecutive months of uncomfortable disasters that allegedly had nothing to do with Biden or his policies, but were the fault of everyone else, especially Trump. Hey, FBI guys, I could use some of those higher poll numbers, wrote President Biden on a piece of paper before the showing it under the basement door in hopes that one of his handlers on the outside would deliver it to, to an FBI guy. P.S. I could use another diaper change right about now. <laughs> uh, at publishing time, Biden had instructed via letters showed under the door that the groundskeeper planned a few palm trees in the Rose Garden that everyone called the White House is now named Mar-a-Lago, D.C., Now, here's what I would do, though. Uh Uh-huh. Raid Hunter Biden. Oh, a (laughs) hundred percent. Right? Like, if you wanted to to take it off the table, if you will, right? That's how you do it. Hunter Biden is now raided. Hunter Biden is now under real criminal prosecution. Real, I mean... What more evidence do you need, right? Except like, literally, he is literally on tape weighing out crack with hookers. Except Joe can't do that. Why not? Because if if he has the FBI raid his own son, if they were to find anything about Hunter and China, like they already technically have, Joe's implicating himself, too. Right, but there's again one set of laws for that set of elites versus mm-hmm. the other. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it, it would just bring more bad press and publicity to the already fumbling Biden administration. Okay. D- don't get me wrong. I do agree with the idea that they, they should raid hunter and and investigate him and do all of those things don't get me wrong they really should and it, it had this been probably a trump presidency they they might have done that um would they i i don't know for sure but it, had this not been the biden administration would they have done that if this came out i i would like to think so regardless of who's sitting in the white house right now yeah i <sighs> now 
<clears throat> one of the things that I want to play here, because we're going to get into uh, ripping the Band-Aid off of uh, your wonderful governor. And, and I want to play this because I think these all kind of tie together here, right? You've got Trump. You've got um, woke. You've got the, the, the cult of Trump. You've got woke GOP. You've got the woke left. You've got them spending trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, right? And it all culminates in this from Clay Travis on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show um, late last week. Only one of those seats right now, if you were a gambling person and you wanted to put money on who's going to win, all of the four that I just mentioned, Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Nevada, the uh, Democrats' favorite. That ain't good, Buck. Uh, That is suggestive. If that happened, Democrats would have a very solid base. They'd have a three-seat majority in uh, the Senate. And you might be thinking, okay, well, why does this matter? We know that Democrats were willing to push through nearly $800 billion in additional spending because they were worried about losing the House. What would they spend and what would they do if they control the Senate and somehow they managed to pull a rabbit out of their hat and control the House? I think it's time to get really nervous, to get really focused, and to recognize that simply focusing on Biden burning himself and and the Democrat House down is not going to be enough to win. So here's my issue with this, Pat. Yeah. Okay. This is the prototypical Team GOP argument. Every election cycle, every freaking one of them. When we had, and I say we, because it's those of us who voted that direction and voted and believed in this. When there was control of the House, the Senate, the presidency. What happened? Was America saved? Did, did we go down uh, a, a savior policy route? No. Hell, we couldn't even get them to defund Planned Parenthood. Nope. We couldn't even get a veto-proof majority that existed to say no. We are not going to fund baby killing on a federal level. We're not going to take taxpayer dollars and fund that. Yet, here we are heading into a midterm election. In which, Pat, we just had Liz Cheney compare herself to Abraham Lincoln while getting her ass kicked. Why? Because she believes that this was the most integrity-bounded election of all time, right? January 6th was an abomination to the American public and, uh, or the American Republic, excuse me, and we, we can never forget. Now, I will say this. We shouldn't forget that election. Because we should learn lessons from that election on both sides. 
We should. The number one lesson from the um, our perspective, if you will, is you have to pay attention to what local election officials are doing. You have to, and you have to fight there. The other thing that we should learn is that if you want to make the claims that Donald Trump was making, you better have the goods right away. Now, um, what they were talking about with the rigging of the election in Wisconsin, it turns out in Arizona that some of the some of the claims that they were making have have borne out. But the problem is that they couldn't give you the goods right away. And what do we know? And why does that happen? Because of how that system was rigged. It was rigged in a way that it would never be something that you could just adjudicate right away. This wasn't like this wasn't out in the open, you know, easily provable stuff. This was stuff done to loosen the regulation of an election. How do you prove 2,000 mules, right? How do you prove that over, or 20,000 mules or whatever the hell the, the documentary was from Dinesh D'Souza? How do you prove that in a month? And we talked about this time and again, right? These people enjoyed rigging the election in terms of being able to make sure the the game, if you will, not not the actual vote, like not the physical vote, but the actual game was rigged from the get go. So whatever they needed to be able to do come election day, they could do it, and never have a problem. Never. Why? How do you prove that ballot box was stuffed? How do you prove ballot harvesting? How do you prove the issues, you know, the Zuckerbucks issues in Wisconsin? How do you prove what was going on in Maricopa County in Arizona? They knew the game and they played it better than you did. Unfortunately, it is us, the American people, that suffered. I don't understand how these people don't understand that. But when I look at it from this perspective, I'm supposed to now rah, 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 team GOP because America's on the line? Truth or fiction? Team GOP, Pat, is the only way in which America is saved going forward. Um, uh, you, you know, my answer on this and, and that is, uh, fiction that, uh, team GOP is going to save America. Why? How many chances have they had to do this over the years and then screwed the pooch? I mean, they, they are not the, they, they hate their base just as much as the Democrats hate us, if not more so. Right, and and I, the argument that I make heading into the midterms here is if Team GOP didn't hate their base, would Herschel Walker, Mehmet Oz, and um, um, what's the lady in uh, – there's another one. Um, shoot, I can't remember. Would those individuals be the ones carrying the torch no. of Team GOP? No, no, no. You, you would have somebody in there. 
probably more like a Rand Paul type. I, I want you to think but, about this because John Fetterman, who is running against Mehmet Oz, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, right? The Wizard now, of Oz. Well, I will say this. I will say this. The time for crying over spilt milk in in that primary is over, right? Sorry to the to mm-hmm. the uh um what was her name? Kathy um um the 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 black woman running in Pennsylvania. And then David McCormick was the other individual. Mm-hmm. Sorry that you lost. Okay. I, I but it is time to get over that. But the argument that Clay Travis goes on to make here is John Fetterman is Bernie Sanders. John Fetterman worships at the altar of Bernie Sanders. John Fetterman also had one of the most serious strokes we have seen from a politician to the point where he can barely speak right now, let alone be able to cast a vote on the Senate floor. But your choice is now Mehmet Oz? Do I trust that Mehmet Oz has rock-solid conservative, fiscal, social? No. Would I suggest that Mehmet Oz would be on the team, let's codify gay marriage federally? Yeah, I would. Would I believe that he would stand up for life? Hell no. Yes, John Fetterman would be bad for liberty in America. But so would Mehmet Oz. We have to vote Team GOP? Sub truth or fiction question. Is America already lost? If America is America already lost, and if so, does voting for Mehmet Oz matter over John Fetterman? No. Okay, why? Well, it's it's kind of like I told you before we came on air. If you vote for Mehmet Oz, you're just kind of slowing the what's already happening right in front of our faces than if you voted for Fetterman, right? Right. Who's writing it's already the, the decline and you know the the rise and fall of American democracy? Mm-hmm. Who's writing that book right now, right? And right. is this the moment in which suddenly American democracy goes away? No. This is the inevitable end. This isn't the beginning. Yeah, I just that, want that, that, exactly. do I understand that that we don't want a so Clay Travis goes on to make the argument that well, because of John Fetterman's health, you have to vote Mehmet Oz. N- no. Here's an alternative. Jason Fetterman goes to Washington but can't fulfill his duties. You elect a good governor of the state of Pennsylvania and then do something about it. Because generally speaking, I'm guessing they would do a special election because it depends, I guess, actually, on what the state of Pennsylvania can, can't do. Because I think certain ones will appoint, others will 
two special elections. I, I just, I fail to understand how this is any different. Voting for lame-ass GOP Senate candidates versus lame-ass socialists. It is one and the same. There's nobody in any of these four races that actually gives a flying flip or could do anything to save the republic. Have you heard any of them actually using that language, talking about the worldview differences, not just policy differences or platitudes or political punditry speak, but actually deeply understanding and knowing what is at stake? No. Electing Mehmet Oz won't change a thing. Electing Herschel Walker over Raphael Warnock won't change a thing. Now, I will say this. Herschel Walker is much more Christian, much more um, understanding of the role of God in life and in government. Yes, I said that. There are, there are good things about Herschel Walker, but... but Politically speaking, I think you could do he's better. Terrible politically. Mm -hmm. My point is, is he the person that we're going to suddenly rally a movement around? No. There's literally nothing that voting Team GOP in the Senate in 2022 is going to do. I also heard um, Ditch McConnell this weekend basically throwing these four Senate candidates under the bus. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You're the leader of Senate Team GOP, correct? Did yes, you are. Yes, 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 he is. Okay. That's the case. What? what? This is on you, bro. Y you're the epitome of Team GOP. What's wrong with America? You did this to yourself, bro. Hmm. I think I have someone that could give Ditch a run for his money, though. Spencer Cox? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Because, what a glowing um, timepiece, by the way, Pat. What a what really? a glowing piece in the Time magazine this week. Yeah, uh, for those that haven't seen this, uh, it's titled The Red State Governor Who's Not Afraid to Be Woke. Is he woke or is he just insane? Because as I, think I a read bit of this both. article, it seems like he he's like Adam Kinzinger or Joe Walsh. Th these are what these people. This is what these people don't understand, Pat. Oh, they they seem to think that if they take some sort of <clears throat> moral high ground stance, right? That um. They're better than the GOP base. Uh, it, it, time and again, it's the Evan McMullen movement, right? It's this, this concept that, hey, man, there's a better, there's a compassionate way forward. Compassion. You don't understand the fight. The other side, you don't, do you, the, the turning of the other cheek that all these people talk about all the time. You don't understand that Bible verse at all. You don't. 
Turning the other cheek is not about just, just letting them go. Hell no. Turning the other cheek is about exposing them. Turning the other cheek is making them the enemy of the people. Them the bad guy. Them wrong. Instead, oh, we just have to be super compassionate. We, that's why I use he, him, his. That's why I do this. That's why I do that. In this article, we we see him trying to contrast the 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 bitterness and divide divisiveness of of the the MAGA Forever crowd, right? Versus himself and and the compassionate uh, conservatism. Is it compassionate to say that trans? women who are actually biological boys get to ruin girls sports now i will say this how many girls are or how many people are going to be in that position in utah how many we have no it wasn't idea high. it was like four at one right. point it wasn't high but it's not about the actual physical person who literally is going through that it is about all of those people who will take advantage of the loophole and we've already seen it time and time again so i I just look at it from that perspective well it's interesting too because uh basically at the very start of this article um he's quoted by saying there is nobody more cowardly than tucker carlson now i will agree tucker is brash i will agree with you that tucker sometimes goes after people in a in a cowardly way. And what how do I how do I describe that? I think it's cowardly to take a personal pot shot. And that's what Tucker Carlson did to Spencer Cox. Okay. He took a personal pot shot at him. But I will say this: he's not wrong politically. Spencer Cox is a weak-minded individual. He is weak because he doesn't understand that the other side will not respond to your compassion for them with compassion and kindness to you they will cut your head off the next second the second you turn your back on them they will cut your head off right and i'm being and i'm being serious about that they will they will cut cut your throat they will they absolutely will they will have no questions no qualms no anything about doing so either no they won't um but you understand the enemy you're fighting he also said that this idea that you're you're a coward for being kind is so anti-Christian, it's so anti-American. I mean that. Uh, over lunch at the Red Iguana, which is Salt Lake City's one of the most famous Mexican restaurants, the Republican governor of one of the most conservative states is trying to explain how he came to be accused of the gravest sin of the right these days, being woke. In March... Cox vetoed the proposed ban on the trans girl sports, expressing sympathy as he did so with Utah's female athletes and our LGBTQ plus community and adding to those hurting tonight. It's going to be okay. We're going to help you get through this. And this is, this is referring back to the uh, HB 11 bill that we had Kara Berkland on for um, that he vetoed. And then the um, legislature vetoed his veto. Um, which then, uh, on, an update on that, uh, it was struck down in court, I believe, end of last week. So, um, so there's that. So, <clears throat> basically, 
Spencer Cox. He he's done some good things in the state. He's done a lot of bad things in the state. I mean, he's he's for someone that is supposedly team GOP and and team conservative, he's certainly done a lot of very very woke things. And as you said, if for me, it's not about the number of transgender athletes in women's sports. Mm-hmm. It's not about the number. It's about what what it represents. Um, and and taking away from actual female athletes. That's wrong. And, you know, I mean, these these kids, when they become of age and they want to be trans and go through all the, the gender reassignment surgeries, have at it. Have at it. I don't care. But these are kids. And they're taking advantage of, of a system. And that's wrong. That is absolutely wrong. And then and then to use this as a crux for your politics is also wrong. And you can't tell me he's not because he certainly is. And I just I don't I don't understand it. I, I don't understand where, where his line of thinking is coming from. But I will say this much. If he continues down this road, which I get the sense that he will, he will be primaried in 2024. Of course he will. There's a very good chance of that happening. At the end of the day, this is an individual who has demonstrated he doesn't understand. He does not understand what's at stake here. He does, And and I get wanting to cool the temperature, right? I get Mm. wanting to try. But the fight of and the point of the the thesis of reviving liberty, right, is that we have one shot, one opportunity here. And unless we take it, this democracy, right, this this republic, as it not quite currently stands, but as it once stood, will die in our lifetime. So either you fight for that against that worldview enemy, or you will be made to submit. There is no in-between, and that's what Spencer Cox doesn't understand. <clears throat> now, I will say this. The, the MAGA Forever crowd will also cut your throat the second that you um, you know, go against them. We've seen that. The, but there's no middle. There's no middling. Either you are pro-liberty or you are pro-subjugation. You're either pro-liberty or spirit of the age. And I am sorry to say that Spencer Cox is the epitome of the spirit of the age because he believes that there is reasoning. He believes that there's rational discussion with that worldview. That is an impossibility. It doesn't exist. There is no sitting down and saying, well, yeah, but here's how I look at the world and here's how I look at this issue. Pro-life is a great example of that, right? Right. It. We're not talking the same language. We don't speak the same language. It is useless. It is abundant. Has there ever been anybody in the history of the state of Utah since Spencer Cox was running for governor that said, you know what? I'm going to vote for that man because um, because he's compassionate. No, nobody has ever changed their mind on Spencer Cox because of that. Not a, not a single Democrat has decided, you know what? I'm going to support, support Spencer Cox. 
because he shows that that uh, he's giving us the third way. And here's why people like Spencer Cox, Joe Walsh, Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, you can go on and on and on, Jeff Flake, all of these types of individuals. Here's why they've lose, they've lost. Here's why they continue to lose. Because they don't understand the worldview fight that is in front of us. They've never understood it. They've played on it in the past, right? Joe Walsh is one of the most firebrand conservative talk show hosts of all time. If you've ever listened to his show prior to him going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, prior to all of that, he was there. But he doesn't understand that it's not just, for him it was just hyperbole. For him it was just a show. It was just a way to garner ratings, a way. This wasn't actually something he thought about or believed in. This is not a time for grifting. This is not a time for whataboutisms. This is not a time for playing both sides of the fence. There's one side that's going to win. I'd rather go down fighting for my worldview and my belief system than bending a knee to people who will cut your throat as soon as you do it. And they won't care about it. It's that take an inch, they take the mile. It's why we see LGBT or LGB kick out the T, right? That's why we see that movement right now, because it's not about actual rights. It's about furthering an absolutely insane academic theory that actually hurts those that are really lesbian and gay. We have a worldview fight in front of us. And those who don't understand that are being found out real fast. Real fast. And it's people like Spencer Cox who don't get that. Who do not understand that. And they're going to lead us down that path of destruction because they're weak. It's not about whether I agree or disagree with their policies. It's about whether or not you understand the times in which we live. And if you if you want to sit on the sidelines and what aboutism, you're going to get run over. And that's why a Kinzinger, why a Joe Walsh, why Liz Cheney, why all these people, they're stuck believing the world is 2001. They're stuck in that belief system. There is no unification the only unification is one side wins. That's it. So do you want to join that or not? And with that, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And uh, don't go down the Yellow Brook Road with the Wizard of Oz. No comment. Please be smart, be safe, be kind when you can. And as always, Matthew 547. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.